Hello and welcome to the Wacky Wednesday, our permanent Wednesday show, where usually it's buy, hold and sell segments, buy, hold and avoid segments, but today is a special little uh, extra episode for you guys. We're just going to go through some, a little bit, of, going to have a little bit of Wacky Wednesday, that's all. We started off with a nice early Wacky Wednesday show, but let's, first off, let me introduce the boys. We've got Kyle. How are you, mate? You excited for the start of the season? Yeah, I'm very excited, mate. Uh, TLT didn't throw up too many surprises, which was good, apart from obviously, you know, Nico Hines and, and those obvious ones, which would have hurt a few people. Um, but no, nah, I'm ready to go, man, and I think I'm pretty well settled on my my squad. Uh, very nice. Or, or don't forget, listeners, to chuck up some questions, and we will answer some questions towards the end of the show. Uh, next off the rank, we've got Robbo. We know you put it into your Makata article earlier uh, through the week, which you can all view at www.talkingleaguepod.com uh, in the article section. But how are you feeling about your team? Are you nervous? Are you confident? Uh, what's, what's the feels? Yeah, evening, Andy. Evening, listeners. Uh, pretty happy with it. I've had that team basically locked in since Sunday night. And yeah, look, there's a few risks in there, which obviously I explore in that article. But otherwise, pretty happy with it. We've only got 15K in the bank. So looking forward to lockout tomorrow evening. Lovely, lovely. Now, our latest addition to the Talking League team, we have Big Sean. Now, not too sure if that's uh, the solidified nickname for you yet, mate, but uh, they sort of, we sort of just come, they come naturally here to us on, on Talking League. Um, but how you been, mate? You're nervous? How's your team ready? Your team looking for the season start? Yeah, pretty keen for the year ahead. Um, team's looking really good. Um, probably not after tonight, but um, just, yeah, ready for the lockout <laughs> so I don't make a thousand changes every day. Look, let's hit, let's hope your team's better than your internet uh, as the last couple of days. <laughs> we'll see how we go. All right, guys. Oh, so look, it'll be pretty easy. <laughs> All right, so we rip into the team list. We're going to go into our teams. I think um, I've done mine yesterday. So I think Cole's it is on Sunday. So what we're going to do, we're going to do Robbo's team, and then we're going to do Sean, and then we're going to introduce a brand-new Talking League Trap City Bitch team. So everyone's excited to see what that, that – uh, entails, but first off the ranks, let's let's hear from the professor. Um, here's your team, Robbo. Do you want to quickly talk us through your selections here? Yeah, of course. So for the benefit of the listeners that will be listening to the podcast, I'll go through the team. Starting with the starting thirteen, we've got Brandon Smith in the hooker position. In mid uh, in the mids, we've got Jermaine Hopgood as vice captain. Cameron Murray as captain. Jackson Ford. Starting edges: Trent Liero and Elias Katoa. Starting halves: Jamal Fogarty and Adam Dewey. Starting centres, Paul Alamotti, Tony Staggs. Starting winger fullbacks, Lachlan Miller, Scott Drinkwater and Will Warbrick. Moving to the bench, three players locked into the 17. Tanner Boyd, Payne Haas and Joseph Tarpany. Ben Murdoch-Masilla sitting in slot number four for a loop, which will be between Jacob Preston at number five and Sean Bloor at number six. Rounding out the bench, we've got Isaiah Kartoa and Tommy Talau. Now, just for the benefit of those listening to this live, I'll go through why I've set my team up accordingly because obviously you can see Haas and Tarpany on the bench and it might look a little bit strange. Now, in the textbook on pages 12 and 13, I'll go through how to set up your round one and round two teams properly. And the main thing we need to be concerned with in round one is that, as we know, we've got unlimited trades up until a player locks out. Now, a player locks out when their team plays or if they're vice-captain or captain. So that's basically sort of how I've structured my side. So I'll quickly go through four key points in relation to this. You can see Liero and Katoa, they're at starting edge. They're on the edge, they're not dual position. So we slot them straight into the starting team because what we have straight after that first game is I don't need to worry about edge cover on my bench. I've already got my two edge scorers in there. 
I'm sorted. Hopgood's in the mid for the same reason. We've already got Liero and Katoa covering my starting edges, so again, don't need to worry about edge cover on the bench. Jackson Ford also plays before Haas and Tarpany, so that's why he's there in the starting mid. Cameron Murray is there because he's a captain, has to be in the starting 13. Now Hopgood, I'll just go back to him. He's vice because he plays in that first game. As we know, vice-captain locks out after that first game. So getting him in there is a decent, solid scorer. He's someone I highly recommend as a vice. Obviously, if you've got Harry Grant, stick the, stick the VC on him. That's perfectly fine. Onto the bench, obviously, Haas and Tarpany, they play after Hopgood and Ford. So that's why they're on the bench. Now, God forbid something happened to either Haas or Tarpany last minute. Say Tarpany missed the flight up to Townsville or someone stepped on Haas's shoe and he was last minute uh, rushed out. I would be able to trade those players for a player in any position. I wouldn't be stuck having to trade in a mid in that similar price bracket. So that's why they're sitting there on the bench. Tanner Boyd's also sitting on the bench for the same reason. My hard depth is not great. I've only got Isaiah Katoa as a bench half. I'd rather not play him if, say, one of Fogarty or Dewey was regularly ruled out. So that's why he's sitting on the bench instead of Brandon Smith. And lastly, with the loop, pretty simple one there. Jacob Preston plays before Sean Bloor. That's why he's there at number five. If he does awesome, say 35-plus, I'd probably lock that in. Otherwise, I'll move Blower up to four uh, with Murdoch Basilla there being on the buy. So as Andy said at the start, if you want to see the whole strategy behind this 21-man squad, head to talkingleapod.com forward slash articles, and you'll see the latest edition of the Makato there. Any questions, boys? Solid. Um, are you happy with having three starting Storm players in your team? Yeah, it's a, it's a good point of discussion, Andy. Now, it's something we need to keep in mind, and I'll have to double-check, but I'm pretty certain the Storm have got their buy in round nine because the Knights are 10. I'm pretty sure they're round nine. Yep. With these guys, it's pretty much a win-win scenario with them in terms of that buy schedule because we've got eight rounds before we get to round nine, so we'll know by then whether these players are players that we want to keep because they're doing really well making cash, doing keeper-level scores. Or they'll be duds and we'll have traded them out by then, so we won't have to worry about the storm continuing. So it's a real win-win here. If they're still a concern in round nine, it's because they're scoring really well, have made lots of cash, and are an important player. So now I'm not concerned about having three. Even if you had Harry Grant, I wouldn't be worried either. Yeah, because the very balanced team. I like the fact that you're going against the grain and and you're taking the the Murray as captain, not the, the standard clear like everyone else would be. So look. At the moment, people, a lot of people are saying that you're front-runner at uh, Talking League here. How do you like that tag? Well, based off my ranks in the last two years, it's been pretty atrocious. I was in the, <laughs> I want to say the 2000s and 2021. And so, you know, last year I was in the 2000s, the year before that in the 4000s, just missed every trick on the book. Prior to that, I was four years in a row in the top 1000s. So love to get back there. Uh, but again, this could capitulate if Murray gets a HA and say the second minute against the Sharks. Uh, last question, I guess. Who would? Who are you most concerned about in your team? Are you worried about like, like yeah? Who are you most concerned about? This is a yeah. It's a very good question. I'm pretty comfortable with most plays in this squad. I think the one that I'm really concerned about probably is Scott Drinkwater. He won't be highly owned, and I'm a big fan of him because I think he'll average high forties, low fifties, and be like say the third or fifth. Third or fourth best winger fullback by average, and hopefully in that top two or three by total points. The trick with him, though, is I'm basically spending full price on him, and if he starts very, very slowly, he'll be a great player for other coaches to pick up and say, round five or six once they've built up some cash. And if they pick him up at, say, low mid 500s, 
then I will be behind the eight ball there. So I'm really hoping Drinkwater, with that sort of somewhat light draw at the start, can get a couple of 50s away and sort of hold value until uh, coaches are looking to bring him in. No, very nice. Boys, any other questions for Robbo here? Yeah, bro. Hey, Robbo, people are starting to put Sean Bloor <laughs> in the trap category. We know that... Um, we know John Bateman's in the country. He's not probably looking like a first-grade player at the moment, uh, just with that injury. Um, how long do we think Sean Bloor's probably going to get to start for? I'm sort of thinking maybe first few weeks, three to four weeks possibly. What do you think? Yeah, I would definitely concur with that, Cole. I think we'll probably get two or three starts out of him for sure. But even after that, I reckon he'll be on the bench and he'll be an active player that scores... Uh, relatively well whenever he's on the field. He's a great tackler, has an offload in him, so he should have a decent mm. PPM out there on the edge. But with him, it's sort of just a punt. He's one of those players, and it's something TK's spoken about. With these players that you're not so sure on, sometimes it's worth just taking the risk from round one. And hey, if he doesn't set the world on fire in the first couple of weeks, we can correct that mistake and bring someone else in. So with him, yep. I'm hoping he can get to, say, you know, by round five, about 360, 370. And if he's mm. not looking too good with minutes, then he can be a trade-out and we'll get someone else in. Yeah, yeah, sweet. That was my thinking as well. Nice. Sean, any last uh, thoughts for Robo here? No, it's all pretty balanced. I suppose it'd just be around drink order and Fogarty and their potential to make cash, but I suppose it's more about that instant point generation than cash, right? That's what I'm yeah. thinking too, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So as I outlined in the article, the reason I got Fogarty in there is I, I labelled him the Apple Store Manager. And what I meant by that is is that we can pretty much lock in on him being a low 50 scorer at the start. Like he might go a little bit better. Obviously, he's got the Dolphins in round two. So he could go off like a frog in a sock and you know get 20 points from uh, goal kicks alone. It's just that if my Cleary versus Murray strategy doesn't work and I need to get Cleary in... I can do it in two trades. I can send Fogarty out for Cleary and get rid of a mid-ranger down to a cashy. Whereas if I had, say, Dewey and a mid-ranger half, or I just had Boyd in my starting 13, I'm going to have to find a 700k starting half from somewhere to slot in. So that's why Fogarty's in there, because I think he's a bit safer than Burton. I'm a bit concerned about his start. He didn't look good in that trial. Yeah, look, the Sharks are premiership favourites for a reason. But he just looked a bit underdone. You know, he had that off-season surgery, kangaroos tour. I wouldn't want him to, say, hit you know, two or three 30s at the start, drop 50K, and then I basically have to find 300K to get Cleary in if he sets the world on fire. Yeah, lovely. Well, thanks for revealing your team there, Abo. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, now we're going to bring old big Sean in. Shawnee. So, um, look, talk us through your team here. Maybe just go through your position and then tell us why. You brought him in and then just keep going on, I guess. Yeah, sure. So I talk about I've got uh, Wade Egan, a bit like Shooter, pretty keen on him. I just think looking at that bench, he's going to get at least 70 minutes. Um, and hopefully the Warriors get back to a bit of offloading, fast play the balls, and he can get rumbling up the middle. Nice. Um, and then in the middle I've got oh, – sorry, I've got the Cheese, Carrigan, and Tarpany. Again, pretty set um, – been talked about a lot. I don't think there's much debate on there. Then in the in the back row, Ellie Katoa and Egan Butcher. Um, really keen on Egan's just general base stats. Looking at the trials, I think he had 50 tackles in that second game. So I'm expecting at least a four or 50, two good games in the start, get up to 70. Even if, sorry, Gus is back early, then I've already made some cash, got some early points and pretty happy with that. 
and the halves got Dwayne and Nathan Cleary as vice captain and captain. Um, Dwayne's probably my love interest this year. Really keen Ooh. on him. Can you yeah. elaborate on that? Why are you? Why is he love interest? I think Coruscant is going to make the world a difference for him to get on the front foot, attack the advantage line, and then he will have Bloor or Bateman and Taleo outside. Um, and he loves to run it. So the more opportunities he gets on the front foot, I think the better off he'll be. Mm. And then with the 62 average at half last year, mm. I think you can only go up. That sounds lovely, doesn't it? And then in the centres, I've gone Alamotti and Staggs. Um, Staggs, really keen on. Last year, he had 11 points in missed tackles alone in demerits. With two busted shoulders, I think he'll come back and get maybe an extra four points just from not having so many missed tackles this year. And then I don't really want to have an Alamotti thompson Talao combo in that centres and not being able to move them as they get either drop, they might be too cheap to move to someone else and then I'm stuck with them. And then the back three are Will Woolbrick, Lockie Miller, and Sunia Taruva. Um, Taruva, I'm getting a lot more keen on at 441. He's got a 31.3 average, but that does come with the 70 out off the bench. Outside of that, he's got a 43.5 average on the wing. Plays in a top two team, seven tackle breaks, 170 metres a game. That's 38 points right there already. Mm-hmm. Then on the bench... Um, like, oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, with, with, with Taruva, so, uh, are you worried about what, edgy, what um, side he's on or that, either way you'd have him in your team? I don't think it makes a massive difference. If he's on the left, he's got Luai, Targo, and then outside, he's outside. On the other side, it's Cleary, Critter, Taruva. Yep. And then looking at Taylor May last year, he had made two, got to two, uh, 623K, and I, I don't think he'll get that high. But it's at least 150 in price rises, I think. And as they kind of gel, I think you'll get up to that 600 mark, move them down and roll on from there. Yeah, nice. Uh, four off the bench are Hopgood, Tanner Boyd, Trent Liero and Jackson Ford. With the emergencies being Kepi, Tricky Trindle, Tommy Taleo and Olafia Khan Pereira. Uh, A lovely side, very well balanced. Um, Shoot! I know a few, a few people will love your Egan pick <laughs> with the shoots. I actually, I do like your Carrigan Tarpany. I think those are look pretty staple in your in your mids as well. Uh, who are your mids on the bench? Oh, you got Kepi, Ford, and Hopgood. Yeah, Hopgood. yeah very, very good. He might end up Hopgood might end up in the starting thirteen and be my vice. Come then, well, but. Taking advice from from Robbo there, lovely. <laughs> no, he's, he's close to being my captain this week. He might do a lot of tackling against the Storm. I tell you what, look, him possibly playing 80 minutes, he could be a very, very smoky captain choice. Mm. Um, sure. Boys, any questions for, for Shorty here? Uh, mate, what are your thoughts on Sean Kippy, mate? I know in that one of those trials, I think it was the second one, he had six missed tackles, but he was a bit of a beast through the middle. Are you sort of picking him up based on that attacking prowess that he has and has shown previously? Yeah, um, even in that second trial, he, he was definitely the aggressor and had a lot of those team missed tackles where he'd be the first man in, the slow the contact down, and then the middles would kind of carry on from there. Yep. Um, but even looking at last year when he started, he was at 302 as well. And then in yep. the first three to four rounds, I think he had 140k in price rises, and probably yep. has better job security this year than he did last year. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now with the power gone and that, that bench at Manly looks a little bit light on middle forwards. They've only got two middle forwards, I think. So I think they, those those starting middles for uh, for Manly are going to get some pretty big minutes. And I think Kepi could be a good, good beneficiary, eh? Oh, lovely. Also, don't forget, um, people with viewing there, please uh, pop some questions in the in the chat, and we'll we'll get to them at the end of the episode. Uh, Robert, any questions for for Sean? Yeah, I've got a couple of, I guess, you know, comments. I guess so. As you mentioned there, Sean, it's probably a nice wider discussion for the listeners in, in terms of setting your team up correctly. So, I guess from what you said there before, you'll probably look to move the VC onto someone playing a bit earlier in the round because obviously Dway he is playing in the last game, so. If something happened to him at in that last, you know, say, you know, on Sunday Arvo, you're pretty much stuck with him because you can't move him. So we look to maybe move the VC onto someone playing a bit earlier in the round. Yeah, I think I'm going to swap Cheese and Hopgood, um, and then put Hopgood give him the VC. Yep, perfect. And I guess I had you know, more of a discussion in relation to Taruvas. So as we know, Panthers got the buy in round three. So. For you, if let's just say Taruva doesn't have two great games in the first couple of rounds, we, is he someone that you would chop if he started really slowly, or is he someone that you give, say, five or six games to? I'm happy to give him a bit of time, um, especially as those combinations start to gel, depending on which side he's on. And with the round three by early, I'm okay seeing those. I did, yeah, give him up to those five weeks, and then as the Panthers start to gel as a team, it's a really big upside. Yeah, very patient sure. man. Love love a couple of dates. You'll, you'll just love all those dates just to really make your mind up before. I like it. Very, very <laughs> nice. Very on uh, brand thanks. talking league. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Shorty, for showing us your team. Really appreciate it, mate. No one has to do it, but look, we all decided to put all our teams up for a bit of, a bit of hate on, on Facebook, it seems like. <laughs> but thank you for anyone who went, went kind on us all. Uh, sorry, just uh, one thing. Right. With yep. Go for it. Um, the thought there is, I'm I, I'm taking a big risk, but if Preston gets that starting edge spot, I'm going to move Trindle to Preston because the Bulldogs play before the Sharks. Very nice, yeah, good cover. And look, you don't know how long Trindle will play, and and Preston's a rookie, so he could do that pick and stick. And and obviously, we don't know how long TBJ's coming back for as well. And he's playing prop, so yeah, good good play there. All right, guys, um, we're moving on to the next team here. So this is a, a very exciting team. Uh, we've decided to make a, a team this year to decide. It's, it's, look, everyone's saying a certain player is a trap. Uh, we decided to actually make it known, and this is Talking League's very own Trap City Bitch team. So uh, look, we're going to put all the players in here who we think that could go well, but could also plummet and get us a zero or get injured. So we'll go through uh, we'll go through all the selections here and, and and a reason why they could possibly a trap and could possibly be gun for your team but worth the risk. Uh, first off the rank, it's, it's Josh Hodgson. So naturally, a lot of people on, on Talking League here are uh, against the Josh Hodgson. They don't think he can last a full season playing eighty. Um, just uh, if everyone would like to divert their eyes to the Parramatta bench, not a hooker in sight. So does that say to me that Hodgson's playing 80? I don't know. You make your mind up. But also could be a, a trap. Could be a massive trap. Kyle, do you want to go through the forwards here? Yeah. So um, we've got 
Tom Gilbert, which we all know uh, he he had a not a bad year last year, but he some of his scores were very up and down. Very low scores. Victor Radley, we all know he's pretty fantasy irrelevant, so he's definitely a cracker for that for this trap team. And um, I know we were going to bring in uh, in Cardi. We haven't got him in yet, but we're going to bring him in for Jake Granville because we always want a Cardi party in our team. And we decided we need to match with Haas because at parties, if anyone stands on Haas shoes, he's probably going to get suspended too. So we think Haas based on that perfect analogy when we bring in Cardi and we have a party. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And uh, and I suppose Victor Radley is just there because he's that NRL player who is great in NRL, but sometimes it doesn't really relate to fantasy, unfortunately. Um, Robbo, do you want to take us through these edges here and why yeah. do you think there could be a possible trap here? Yeah, absolutely love to. So starting with our starting edges, we've got Jeremiah Nanai, who obviously had a fantastic season last year. He got 18 tries from memory. I'm sure someone in the comments will correct me on that. He's priced at him scoring that amount of tries this year, so just stake away from him in classic. Obviously in draft, you pick him up as a bargain, go for it. David Fafita. Now, I don't think this is so much of a knock on Fafita himself. I think it's more his coach Galaxy Brain that decides to, you know, stick him on the bench or play him at centre or, you know, give him silly minutes. So he's got the VC. And of course he's obviously on about one point two million dollars, so everyone loves to uh, throw a bit of shade his way. On the bench, we've obviously got Cora Corey Haruira who we don't actually expect to start at lock, hence why he didn't get the dual position. And as Kyle correctly said yesterday, the reason that uh, NRL Fantasy didn't give him dual position because he plays for a team at Sticky Coaches, so he doesn't deserve it. That is our edge contingent. We're actually running pretty light in that department besides Gilbert up there as dual position. Would you say that um, he couldn't make the DPP stick? Hey. <laughs> That's a pretty that cheesy so, joke there, Andy. So, <laughs> very, very poor. Very poor. Now, now Shorty, would you like to go uh, through our, ed, our, our halves here and, and tell us why there's a couple of traps there? Oh, Shorty is letting it go, just like Elsa from Frozen, because we can't, you can't see him. So we'll go through the halves here. We've got uh, Cody Walker. So the pro- I think we've got him in there because he can go big. And he can go small. Robbo, do you agree? You've been a, um, a Bunnies fan? Yes, he can. Uh, as TK said on the South Sydney preview, he's a player that could get five try assists and score below 30. So he's a perfect fit for this team. Yeah, very nice. Uh, and Trindle, the other one. So look, again, the only reason why he's a trap here is because we don't know how long he's going to be in there. You know, like we know he does. He can score very well. He's known for his high 50s. He loves a, loves taking a, a kick and he loves... Um, taking on the line and scoring a couple of tries. So um, he's there, but we don't know. Uh, Hines could come back next week and you know, and then we've got a, a player on our bench who might not play until if, if Hines gets selected. So he's a bit of a trap there. Uh, all right, next we've got centres. Kyle, we're going to take us through our centres here and why they could possibly be a trap. Yeah, I actually chucked um, the hammer in there today because I knew Jason was going to be on the podcast, so I just wanted to do it out of spite. And, um, and I really don't think the Dolphins are going to offer too much on attack. Um, and, you know, the hammer, he might have a few good games, but I think it's going to be more uh, downside than upside for him. And Isaac Thompson, who knows what's happening when uh, Tane Milne returns? Is he going to hold that spot? Is he not going to hold that spot? So, yeah, they're definitely both not ones I would want to start with, that's for sure. And then we move to the bench with a little bit of centre cover, and the man himself, Brent Naden, makes an appearance. Um, 
we all know how how well he scores in fantasy, and that's why he's not in the seventeen. Um, <laughs> and then Jake Avarillo, who knows what's happening there at the Bulldogs? They've got a lot of injuries now, so I think Avarillo may stay at at centre unless Perham really has a a shock in first few games. You could see Avarillo back there, so I really don't know what's happening there. And I will cover, I forgot to add in a couple of my mids before, Makahisi Makatoa. We don't know what minutes is going to happen there for him. Um, but as Andy said, that, that Eels bench, you know, they're, they're all forwards on that bench. So I just don't know how many minutes he's going to get. There are a lot of people talking about him, but who knows? Um, and the other one was Kurt Mann. Uh, he's got that lock roll to start, but uh, we know that Adam O'Brien's another trickster on game day, and he does like to, to swap his squad around. So I would, I can see Adam Elliott coming in and starting and Kurt Mann going back to the bench, hence another trap in our Trap City bitch team. I still think uh, Kurt Mann might surprise a fair few people of how many points he'll actually get because he just loves to get in dirty, so I think he's a bit of a surprise, so I think he's mm. he's a trap, but like I said, this team could score the most out of all of us from here and talking league, who knows? Um, do, it won't, it won't have Pong as the captain. <laughs> nah, I think we might change it to Tommy Turbo, but we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, what team is does the Hammer play for? The Dolphins. Dolphin sound? Why are you picking them? <laughs> <laughs> <The Dolphins. laughs> We're going to sneak that into every Wednesday pod, I reckon. That is fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. <Love> <laughs> uh, all right, wing of fullbacks. Um, I might just say, we, uh, Robert, you can take this one away, actually. Yeah, no worries. Thanks there. So as we alluded to, Kalen Ponga is the captain. Again, a very questionable concussion history. We know when he's on the field, he'll generally score quite well. But he has this amazing knack of getting himself down to a low price, sucking everyone in, going, oh, you know, Tedesco or Papenhausen's injured, need a winger fullback. Kalen Ponga's the man. He'll come in, play 20 minutes, be on three, and then someone will hit him high and he'll be HIA'd and out for six weeks. So he is the captain and I think he should stay there. Obviously, we know as well, um, he's someone that Ricky Stewart probably wouldn't like because apparently he has a weak digestive system, allegedly. Moving on to Bailey Simonson there on the right wing. We know that Bailey Simonson does have a big game in him. Uh, he's obviously a very, very quick player, uh, despite the fact that uh, Dylan Edwards, the boy from Morby, ran him down in the grand final last year with that Scott Sattler-like tackle. So, again, he's a player that might start with two fifties in a row, suck a few coaches in, and then he'll revert back to uh, type and score 15s and 13s. Speaking of 15s and 13s, we've got Will Kennedy on the uh, left wing playing out of position, which is... uh, What a segue, what a segue. (laughs) And then you just absolutely butchered it by talking over me. Uh, Will Kennedy there on the left wing, as we know last year, got sent off with a coat hanger. Uh, Again, a fantastic NRL player, very good fullback, just not really a fantasy-relevant game player. He was a good cashy for me in 2020, so love you, Will. Onto the bench, uh, pretty much mentioned it before with Avarillo and Naden there as cover. But as you can see... We've also got the one, the only, Tom Travojevic. Again, perfect trap. Averages, you know, outside of COVID ball, uh, below 50. Everyone thinks he's going to average 60 this year, and that's why he's a perfect candidate to be on our side. Oh, look, we actually might even put, um, we changed Turbo with Bailey and put Turbo as captain. Uh, but we'll take some requests for, from your listeners. We'll post a team on socials and give us a couple of uh, thoughts of who we should change in and out. Uh, well, that's our that's our Trap City team. Um, thanks, guys, for, for tuning in to that. Uh, next, we're going to go for a quick game of uh, a new game here for um, Wacky Wednesday, over and under. So this is basically, we're going to have this game every week. Um, we're going to, I'm going to give the boys 
I think I've got six players. Let me just double check here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six players. And we're going to say, I'm going to give them what we're going to score for this weekend. So not just average, what they're going to score for the week. So just to start things off, considering... So you did talk him up very highly just there, uh, Robbo. But we're going to go Kalen Ponga, boys. So what we'll do is we'll just go... Uh, I'll go through the through you guys, go over and under. Kalen Ponga, 37 fantasy points this week. Uh, Kyle, what, what do you reckon? Overs or unders here? Under because he's playing the Warriors. <laughs> okay, Robbo? Kalen Ponga is going to have a setback with that calf golf in the 21st minute. It'll be on 18 points. Under. Ooh, so we've got, we got two unders. Uh, Shawnee, are you with us? You are on mute. If uh, Maybe I can take him off mute. Oh, wait. Shorty, you there? Ooh. Yeah, mate. I see Hammer in the trap team. I had to go. Nah, so Shawnee is not with us. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna give Ponga a chance here for the, the trap team. I'm going to say overs here. Okay, I'm going to say over. Actually, just out of curiosity, before we go ahead, uh, are you guys an over or under for the TP? Where do you guys put it? Uh, I'm an over, mate. Over. I'm over as well. Are they the same? Has to be over. It's the only sensible option. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's something we can all agree on. <laughs> Ding! Uh, <laughs> our next player, we've got Tommy Turbo. 48 fantasy points. Uh, Kyle, we'll start with you again. Over or under over, 48. Over by double 48. Yeah. Yes, He's I know. the doggies. I know what Robbo's thoughts here, but Robbo, you want to come in with an over and under for Tommy T? This 48. is a tricky one. I think it's I think Manly I think Manly are gonna absolutely pummel the Bulldogs, but I do remember owning him in two thousand and twenty during COVID ball and he scored a hat trick against the Bulldogs and they absolutely thumped him in. He barely I think he got about seventy from memory and he scored a hat trick with three line breaks in there. So I am gonna say he just go over, he'll score a double and get fifty three. I'm going over as well. So that's three from three overs. Uh, it, I still think, don't think Sean's with us. Uh, we're just going to assume he said overs as well. Thanks, Shawnee. Um, all right, next player. This is for you, Robbo. Cameron Murray, 63 fantasy points. Over or under? We'll, go, we'll start with you, Robbo. So TK and I attended the last time the Sharks played the Rabbitohs when we won 38-12. And I think Cameron Murray is going to score a try and he'll score 75. Ooh, so over. he's over. Kyle, are you joining the over club? I'm going under. Sharks are a very <sighs> good defensive side. I think he's going to be under. Even with no Hines, her direct the team yep. around? Yep. Okay, okay. Um, I think I'm going to go just over. I think he might just get 64, 65 um, and clear it to get 70 just so I can say that my captain beat more than Robbo's in the round one. (laughs) 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 Uh, Next player for rank, we're going to go away from guns here. We're going to go a bit unsure. We're going to go Hayes Perham at fullback. Uh, I've given him 30 points, fantasy points. What do you reckon, Kyle? Over or under for Hayes? Under 20 Ooh, not confident at all. Nah, Manly okay. were very good defensively uh, the other night in that trial, and they've got even better defensive players coming back this week. I think that the Bulldogs are in for a real surprise. All right, Robbo? 
I think Hayes Perrin will score a consolation try and still be under. <laughs> I think we're all beep, 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 everyone's under here for Hayes Perm. I don't. I just think the injury scare for or the injury crisis at the Dogs is too real, and he won't be able to get in the front foot. Mm. Uh, next player here, we've got Sean O'Sullivan. So we might just we might just squick through these before we can get to some question and answers for the boys. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, forty six fantasy points over under boys. Under because the roosters are gonna under roosters are gonna absolutely pummel them to probably six points. Okay, and Robs over because you'll make forty eight tackles. I'm also thinking the over because he'll make forty eight tackles and eight hundred kick meters because he's gonna be kicking out of their field for sure. <laughs> so they won't have the ball. Over. How's he gonna kick the ball if the dolphins don't have the ball? Oh, they'll have the ball. They have ten in his set and have to kick it 100 meters down the field to get, to get any field <laughs> positions. So. <laughs> uh, all right, last one not and not least, this one's actually was for Sean here, uh, but we can say for shooter as well. Wade Egan, 42 fantasy points over run there, Kyle. Over tackle bot and awesome attack around the ruck and out of dummy half, and he'll score a try. Lovely, Robbo. Sensing the same, I think, in and around the post, he'll dive over for one and put someone else through for one. So, yeah, I think he'll sail way over. Nice. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, I'm over <laughs> as well. So that's three overs for, for Wade Egan there. So, okay. Look, we've got about, uh, how long have we got? Five minutes left. So, let's just rip into some questions. Um, Kyle, while I'm looking through, sifting through these questions, you, want to, you had one from Twitter. Uh, it's from Damo on Twitter. Uh, he's got Carrigan versus Haas. Gun hooker versus cheese, and seeing how Paddy loves Tino, Tino versus Feeder. Yeah, Kerrigan and Haas, uh, it's pretty hard to split them there. We know Haas is, is a pretty a proven gun. Kerrigan is still, I think, coming to that level. He hasn't shown that he's a now now gun yet, so I'd go Payne Haas there. Gun hooker versus cheese, I would go a gun hooker, uh, someone like a Harry Grant. Uh, Damien Cook's too expensive. I'm off Robson. I've gone up to Grant, which is one of the changes I've made for my team. I just feel I'm not sure how Robson's going to start, and these narratives with him only playing 60 uh, is scaring me. So, yeah, definitely I think a a gun hooker over Cheese because he can be your backup hooker or mid in, on your bench. And Tino versus Fafita. I'm going Tino all day. Fafita at the moment, he needs to prove to everybody that he's back in a fantasy sense, whereas Tino's solid in the middle and should score well and consistently. All right, lovely, lovely. Okay, Rob, we're going to hit to you now. We're going to go from Charles Walters. Alicia Katoa or Ryan Sutton? I'm unsure if Katoa plays 80. Yeah, there is a bit of a question mark there uh, for Charles. And, of course, Charles has previously been on Team Doctor as well. So anyone who wants to get on Team Doctor, info.talkinleaguepod.com, flick us an email or obviously hit us up on the socials. But in terms of your question, Charles, Katoa may not play 80. I don't really think it matters too much. I think he'll get 65, 70 at least. Roll at a 0.7, 0.8 PPM. I, lock him, I would say lock him in. They've set up that all-Kiwi edge on the right-hand side, so he'll do quite well. He's going to be very, very highly owned as well. I just think he's a player that with that ownership, he's not quite cheese level, but I think with that ownership, he's not really one I'd want at any pod, particularly as, you know, first game, you'll be able to see what the 17 looks like. I would slot him in. Ryan Sutton, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. He'll probably get 50, 55 minutes. You know, PPM of probably about 0.85 to 0.9. Will he sustain that in that high minutes? I'm not too sure. We know TPJ's back in round four, so... If it's just a binary selection between those two, Charles, I'm taking Kartoa every day of the week. 
Uh, very nice. All right, next one, we've got... Uh, will Crossland take many minutes from Jaden Braley? Is there more in value in Jojo to Fafida? Uh, that was for Aparema Teriwi. Uh, I think the fact that Crossland is there on the bench, uh, I think there is a high chance that he could take minutes from Braley, which is very, very unfortunate. So I don't mm-hmm. think J- Jaden Braley will play 80 uh, just because he's, he's there. You know, if he, if he was going to use him, I think you probably would have another another problem on the bench. And is there more value in Jojo Fafida? Uh, I'm not too sure. I know Fafida is on the right side with David Fafida. It's the Fafida brothers. But um, I think he's already, he's already put a... <laughs> oh, I was saying that. Bash brothers, Fafida brothers. You know what it is. <laughs> I don't think they're actually brothers. Um, I just think he's already <laughs> he's already played himself into value. And I think like there's not much value in picking in picking Jojo there. You're better off going the left edge or the left wing with um, KHP. So, uh, all, all good. Thanks for the question there. Uh, all right, we'll go next one here. If Shawnee's still with us, we can give him this one. We'll give him a chance. Three, two, one. Shawnee, can you see the, the uh, question there? Yeah, I can. I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> oh, I gave it. we've got him. Go for um, it. I do... Can you guys hear him? Oh, he's on mute. No. Okay, go for it. And then out. Ah, all good. Sorry, mate. You've been banned. All right. <laughs> all right. Kyle, <laughs> did, you to, did you want to take that one? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I'm, I'm not interested in Taruva. I think he's too expensive. Um, they've got that young young man, Jesse McLean, who has been talked up very highly by a few people. And I think that if Taruva doesn't perform, you may see Jesse McLean come in. Uh uh, so I think Taruva's probably got a few games to prove himself. If he goes well, I think he'll stay there. If he doesn't go so well, I think they'll bring that out-and-out winger in, in, um, in Jesse McLean. Because just remember, Taruva's a centre. He's not a winger. So they may look at opting for a specialist winger over a specialist centre wing fullback. I think it's too risky to be paying that much for Sunil Taruva. Okay, sweet. Thank you for that. Uh, Robbo, this one's a pretty... pretty like it's just asked for you. So Martin... Michia or Mikia, how was the strategy to run both Alicia Katoa and Lieta? Yeah, great question, Martin. Uh, long-time NRL fantasy player. Now, with Kato and Liera, as we spoke about earlier, so for the benefit of those who may have heard it at the start, I think running both is a win-win situation because you run them, you find out how they go. If they go awesome, you have a problem at round nine, which is a good problem to have because you've got two awesome scorers that you bought cheap that are reliable scorers in your seventeen. If they're no good, you've traded them out of your team by then, and no, there's no issues there. As well with the Storm, they play that first game, so you can see what the bench looks like. So say if a chance slips onto the bench, I know Chris Lewis is there, but he was playing predominantly through the middle during the trials. Mm. So it's very viable to take both of them. And I would be comfortable with the Storm. They would have a buy round nine. If you had four or five Storm players, I honestly wouldn't be that concerned because realistically, by the time you get there, you'll probably only have two or three of them, and you'll have a team value near $12 million. Nah, no, I think you're spot on there. I like your theory. I'm not going to go with either of them because I've gone very, very cheap edges, but no, it's a good theory there. Uh, This one's for me. Real one. Best winger fullback. Got enough for turbo, so turbo and under. Well, I think you've already got your answer there, mate. It's turbo. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. Matt Pittman. Can you boys rank the following for me? Penasini, Tass, Staggs, Suali'i, Kula, and Tomoko. Um, we're quickly, I'm going to do them in order. I'm going to go 
Stags, Penasini. It would, let's just go um, best fantasy average, not for who you think will have better on your team. Stags, Penasini, uh, Suli, Itas, Kula, Tomoko. Kyle? Yeah, uh, this is tough because I'm real high on Suli'i, but Stags is probably the front runner there. I'd probably go, yeah, Penasini, uh, Suli'i, Tas, Kula, and Tomoko. Nice, Robbo. All right, so I'm picking Stag, so I've got to take him number one. <laughs> I am going to throw up Matt Timoko as a player to significantly improve in 2023, so I'm going to stick him in there at second. Penasini's going to be incredibly reliable. He can go three, Tacit four, and then I am going to say that Sueli and Cola are going to be very, very similar, so I'm going to give uh, Sueli number five and Cola number six. Very nice. Uh, look, this will be the last question as well. It'll be a quick little one, but this is also from Martin Mikia. Uh, what do you think Cleary will average this season? Uh, I'm going to say 67 fancy points. Robbo, what do, you, what do you reckon? At the risk of just being a copycat, I agree. I think 67 is a pretty <laughs> fair estimate. Uh, I think all of Hines, Cleary and Murray will be there or thereabouts within, say, one or two points of each other in that high 60s. And Cole, are you going to go over or under 67 fantasy points? <laughs> 64.7. Ooh, okay, okay. It's going to get sent off again. <laughs> in, the, in the last round, yes. For, gets for speed tackling Moses. <laughs> 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 All right, guys and girls, that's um, our first rendition of Wacky Wednesdays. Uh, obviously, next week will be a little bit different format, but thank you for tuning in. Um, guys, any last words? Any last words going around the, the, the uh, traps, Kyle? No, just looking forward to the NRL season starting and, and us stop playing with our teams and just crack on and start making some decisions uh, post uh, round one for improvements on our team. But, yeah, good luck, everyone, and, and let's, let's trot, baby. <laughs> let's trot. Very nice. Well said. Robbo, what about yourself? Any last words? Yeah, big thanks to the listeners for the support across the pre-season. Plenty of content and the encouraging words have very much been appreciated. Uh, Personally, I'm very much looking forward to Sunday. I'll be heading out to Suncorp to see the Dolphins take on the Roosters in the first ever NRL game and very much looking forward to it. Very nice, and well done for supporting your team. Um, I actually will be going to, yeah, so not your team, but supporting the NRL, you know, just the NRL and your actual fantasy team because obviously you've got a few players playing. That's the reason why you're going. Yep. Good save, Andy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll actually will be going to the Paris Storm game tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, keen to actually kick the season off with that game. Give me an absolute cracker and uh, not that confident, even though everyone else is. Um, I don't, you know, Storm win that always had that record at round one and I don't think they want to let it slip even with the current team they have but uh, that's it for us so uh, Sean I'll give you one last chance for a last words go for it nah, uh, another another week another internet mess up but I um, appreciate <laughs> it and hopefully we can get back into some good see the Dolphins going Sunday well done. We've, we've got him. We've got him just for the last minute of the podcast. Uh, and look, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, again, again, like what Robert said, thank you very much for supporting us through preseason. And we're going to hope to bring out some very good quality slash jibber-jabber content throughout the whole season to help try and fix your fancy. 
throughout the year. So, yeah, thank you once again for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time.